Sing Glory! On March 9th, I announced the pod was going to take a break and that we'd be back March 23rd. It is March 19th as I am recording this. Um, and back then it was the full moon in Virgo. It was, you know, the beginning of spring break. Mercury in retrograde was ending finally. People were eyeing their horoscopes and I was gearing up to hold a little cacao ceremony. Uh, I used to do track so I know every second counts and today I don't know what's going to be like on the 23rd but things are escalating quickly and now it really does feel like every second counts. Um, there are indoor protocols to washing hands after touching certain things hygiene, sanitizing everything, um, you know, drinking herbal teas every 20 minutes. Given the nature of the virus is, I, I don't know, we're trying our best. I don't know if drinking every 20 minutes helps. I just know herbs do. Plants. Relying on the plants. Um, and safe for an early morning run and buying resources, you know, not going outside. This episode, though, however, with Travis Piad, founder of Loom, is reminiscent of a time when wellness was more so a lax term, you know, shiny branding, an optional powder for the pantry. Yet, in releasing this episode, I do feel that it carries an important message. Travis, growing up in a familial setting in which a parent struggled with chronic medical conditions, experienced a shared effort in supporting, healing, and connecting as a community. From this has stemmed a vision in which Travis took a very much loved staple, our granola. Everyone loves granola. Okay, maybe not everyone, but your girl does. And infused it with vitamins and adaptogens. Here you had a guy who was literally spending his college nights in the kitchen concocting herbal adaptogenic and vitamin and mineral rich snacks in bountiful amounts. There was the lavender incident among many other questionable infusions. Um, his roommates were the guinea pigs. But you know what? Soon they started to see and feel the effects of what the crazy herb kid was DIYing. And this episode conveys with it, yes, a degree of luxury that many of us can't afford anymore, but also an earnestness with regards to our well-being. It's an ode to the human spirit, and that in times like these, we pull together in a sense that goes above and beyond physical proximity. I want this episode to be informative, and I also want it to be a reprieve of what's going on. Uh, yes, it still speaks to our health. It still speaks to perhaps the stress that we are feeling in trying to bolster our immune systems, not knowing enough of what is currently attacking our physical bodies, um, but that we still have the power to make decisions and that there is still freedom and hope and faith. And despite the fact that what we are seeing around the world and that many of us are going to lose loved ones, it's coming together and the human spirit that is going to get us through um, what is attacking us physically is honestly making us come to our senses 
in a way that has never, ever been required of us before. And in a strange way, I feel like I can breathe for the first time in a very long time. Which is so ironic at the same time. But in this moment, I am extremely grateful and honored. And I have food in my stomach and a roof over my head. And I have loved ones around me. And I know how to take care of them and myself. And I have resources. And I am abundant. And I have everything that I will ever need and want. And I'm really happy to be able to do this work. And that if this reaches one person. And it brings a sense of peace to them. Or offers something in this hectic craziness right now then that's all I could really ask for. That's really all I, that's all I could ask for. I will stop this um, slightly snotty, uh, tear-ridden ramble. <sighs> Too many tears over the past few days. <sighs> this, here's, here's episode 36. Gaga for Granola with Travis Piet. A quick heads up, we're dealing with an overseas conversation here, so the audio may reflect this. Coming to you from California and Amsterdam, the Netherlands. So yeah, so growing up, I, well, I'm originally from a small town in New Jersey, um, and then later came out here about six years ago. Um, throughout my childhood, though, my... Mom basically how this all kind of started. Um, I was only about 10, 11 years old at the time, and my mom had been suffering from migraines pretty severely. And, um, I mean, me and my sister would come home every day, and we'd see her, you know, on the couch um, in bed. Someday she wouldn't be able to go to work. And it really just inhibited her her life and, and her ability to spend time with, with us as and our family came from a huge Italian family. So as you can imagine, like family is just everything. Yeah. And um, so that was a big hindrance on her. And honestly, she went, I mean, she went through that for over 15 to, to 20 years. And she spent thousands and thousands of dollars on traditional Western medicine and didn't really have much luck, um, you know, just tons of pills, tons of procedures, um, scans, just the whole nine yards. Um, didn't have any luck and, and basically hit this, this breaking point where she knew that she just couldn't take it anymore. And at that time, my dad actually had come across, um, some people in New York city where he was working at the time who were just practicing alternative medicine and really using food as a form of alternative medicine and really just hit it off with them and, and um, started kind of taking that into our household. And at that point, our whole family just completely switched our, our dieting and lifestyle approach and started tinkering with these unique herbs um, and vitamins and, and minerals and, at that point, I just became obsessed with uh, the foods I was putting into my body and just started re researching all these different ingredients, exotic ingredients. Um, I would make concoctions like in my kitchen as a little kid with all this stuff. Yeah. 
And, uh, <laughs> like, they still joke about it today. It's funny. They're like, make sure you mention how you were, like, in the kitchen for hours. Oh, my like, God. I totally resonate with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was funny. I mean, stuff tasted, at, at, like, absolutely terrible. I, I had no, you know, I had no idea what I was doing, but I loved these ingredients. And I was just, you know, I was just a little kid and just wanted to kind of help my mom get better at the same time. Um, just after seeing, you know, everything she went to. Um, but kind of to, to go back or to, to kind of reiterate your question, um, I grew up in a more of a creative-oriented family, um, which was pretty different from the town that I grew up in itself. I mean, everyone pretty much was into sports. Everyone was athletes. So if you didn't, you know, play sports or you weren't an athlete, like you, you know, kind of got looked look the other way um and so i always i I never i always kind of felt like out of place there and uh kind of one of the reasons came to southern california just felt like this was kind of more home to me um and just felt like that creative aspect was never appreciated where i grew up and it was frustrating um my dad was a musician uh my grandpa was an architect for for imp and so that the, the creative aspect always resonated with me. It wasn't directly with music and architecture, although I, I love those things. It just, I don't think it was my, my true calling. Um, but the creative, the creative aspect was always there and I, and I always loved that. So I always tried to figure out, you know, what, what is my, you know, creative side. And I really realized, you know, after years and, and having, started those concoctions and working with those ingredients I just like since I was like 10 um realized that it was really nutrition and working with food um cooking and just designing designing food um to help enhance your you know your your daily well-being and and just your overall health and lifestyle yeah it's also that the Italian side is coming through but you know, maybe something that matches more of the modern day lifestyle, not necessarily, you know, the huge big possibles, but, you know, we're seeing you and your granola and yeah, I, I want to get into that later a little bit, but first of all, what do you, what do you go by within a business context, context? What would you say that you do? So, I, I mean, I think, I, I think, and really what, what I'm passionate about as well, merging with, with nutrition um, is branding so that, I mean, under a business, obviously entrepreneur, um, but towards a more creative side of the business, I would say branding, um, that really, I mean, they, they, it's funny how they, they both kind of merge. Like when I was young, um, I mean, I would spend hours and hours and hours and hours in these, you know, local, local shops, um, back in New Jersey in in south jersey just in local surf shops that had like these really cool unique brands um that i always liked growing up and that you couldn't really find anywhere else and that that always intrigued me and i I would just walk around these stores and and like study these brands and see you know how they were how they were doing things differently than something you would buy at, at like target or like a major you know retail outlet and um so I always kind of surrounded myself with that, and um, 
as I got older, especially in college, as my whole nutritional background had been there for years, I was like, wow, like branding, you know, is that other kind of component um, from a business standpoint and just creative standpoint and um, kind of took that and incorporated that into my my love for nutrition to create, you know, something really, really unique, um, both from a, a dieting standpoint and a branding standpoint. So Loom was kind of the, the, by, the byproduct of that. What did you study? Um, so I studied business management with an emphasis in entrepreneurship. Because um, I came across Loom and then I found your Kickstarter and, you know, you spoke a little to having a more naturopathic approach within your family and it's still you kind of fall prey to having like cabinets stocked with you know the expensive supplements and yeah it's it's like oh my gosh I'm eating like you know maybe I'm eating four meals a day like you know snacks and then but mm-hmm. on top of that it's like you need to fill in the gaps because so much food is just it's empty it's dead like there's just soil degradation and yep. um, and we're finally kind of catching on in the West here to adaptogens, powders, herbs. I myself spend mm-hmm. many an hour in the kitchen. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I've never heard of, this is why I love it so much. Like, you know, I've never heard of this dude in college using his dorm's kitchen, like, just concocting adaptogenic and herbal blends. And <laughs> that that translates into granola. Um yeah. So, okay, before before we go down this rabbit hole, like, chronological order. You were yeah. studying, and then you spent time abroad in Italy. Why Italy, and why did you choose to spend some time abroad? Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's a great point. So, my whole, I mean, coming from a, a big Italian family, um, my whole mom's side, so my mom's side was were the Italians. Um, they originate, originated in northern Italy. And so, I mean, since I was, since I can remember, my grandparents would, you know, tell stories about growing up there, uh, my grandpa specifically, and, um, and just, you know, how amazing it was and the culture and the food and the, and the people. And it, it was just ingrained from my head from a very young age that I wanted to spend some time there. Um, my so actually a, a big portion of my family is still over there and so that was definitely a motivating factor um to where you know i already felt like i resonated with that culture but then it's like hey i have i have family out here that i've never met before um this would be you know once in a lifetime opportunity to really you know spend a, a good amount of time out there to to immerse myself in the culture not just a few days or, or a week and um so I, I basically hopped on the opportunity and I mean also to study business. So, cause it was a, it was a study abroad program. And, um, so I just kind of, I kind of, I kind of knew from day one, I was like, Italy is my, my number one choice. Um, when I got there, I was able to see all my family, which was just unreal and shocking or not shockingly, but it was just, it was really strange. I mean, they, they reminded me so much of my grandpa and my great uncles back home. It was almost like, it was almost scary, like how, how similar they were. Um, 
and so that just, I mean, that just confirmed everything. You know, I, I was there with my family, and then I'm like, wow, like this was this was the right the right move. So it kind of just uh, it kind of all morphed together. Yeah, and did you find that what what was what did you find was the biggest difference from growing up in the U.S. and then being with your family in Italy and experiencing yeah. experiencing yeah that place in that way um and get in touch with your roots yeah so they definitely which i love they value authenticity and and human connection a lot more than the u.s um and i mean you could you could see that almost immediately just i mean on on a small scale all my professors and especially i mean it's different for for each country in, in europe but in Italy and especially Rome, I mean, for lunch every day, you know, around 12, 1230, all my professors would go out and grab lunch and pasta and, and drink a glass of wine um, with their with their colleagues or their friends. And people just people just enjoyed life yeah. a lot more. They weren't so caught up in um you know, success or making a lot of money or, you know, what other people thought. They valued friendships a lot. Like there was, there's so much more just meaningful connections out there. Um, a lot more genuine, just how, how people act and how they are towards you a lot more, you know, welcoming and here it's a lot more superficial. Um, and obviously, I mean, there's, there's lots of amazing places in the u.s that aren't always like that but i'd say like in general that's definitely the 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 kind of the energy that that i got and i think i mean i think the, that's the most important thing in, in the world you know it's, it's relationships it's that human connection and yeah. i feel like they really it truly is by that yeah and did you feel that your family back home like they they cultivated this or was it really that moment of okay this this here and it's like like now is where i'm really really feeling and seeing the importance of people coming together like this um no so it it confirmed it yeah so i mean my 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 family growing up i mean we were extremely extremely close um so they still i mean they brought all those you know, traditional values from Italy to the U S that, that part, that portion never really got lost. Um, but that was unique to my family. Um, and so going over there and seeing, you know, this is how the majority of the population, at least in Rome is kind of living their lives. It it just, it just confirmed everything. But I, I definitely grew up like that. I mean, just, we were all extremely tight knit, um, very family oriented. But at the same time, like it was totally different with, I'd say, I would say, with friends and just you know people you meet with on a daily basis. That was not something I was used to being in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, it's weird because I I love Italy, but like you said, not all places are the same in Europe and here in the Netherlands. It's still very um there's like not so much of that human connection i mean you give someone yeah. a compliment um 
and they might look at you weirdly and they're like, why are you talking to me? There's not yeah. much, even, even human touch, like the, just that human touch, like dialogue, that whole language, no one does that anymore. Those, um, you know, as people came over here, those values just got lost a little bit. Um, but they're still here. You just have to know where to look. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do remember being, coming to California for the first time being in Los Angeles and I feel like with the energy you put out there, you do attract that. And the people I found myself surrounded by were some of the kindest souls ever. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's it's like, you know, I remember, um, just like a, qu- a quick side note, like my mom went out to Los Angeles for the first time. She'd never been in the U.S. And there was a mix-up with credit cards, and she couldn't pay for anything. And at that moment, she's like, oh, my gosh, how do I go back to my hotel? Um, and, you know... I was like, oh my gosh, well, you know, you don't just like, certain parts, you just don't walk around in Los Angeles, especially yeah. <laughs> late, late at night. Um, and a stranger is just like, I'll pay for your Uber. And she's like, this is not something That's that would awesome. have happened um, in Amsterdam. Like, she, she was literally brought to tears. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that, no, that's, it, that, I would say, like you said, it's, it's all about, I mean, I believe in law of attraction. Yeah. 100%, I think it's, so real um so yeah it's just kind of i mean it's how you you know how how you perceive yourself and then that'll just have people gravitate towards you that are that you should be with yeah um but that's yeah that's all that's a good first experience coming to the u.s (laughs) it really is (laughs) it is it totally is it's not not typical um okay well you come back from italy and you did you spend some time traveling throughout Europe? Yeah, so I was in about ten different ten different countries total. Oh wow! Um, so I mean, during the week I was in Rome, going to school, and then usually on the weekends um, would take trips to Amsterdam. Was one of them. Loved Amsterdam. Oh yeah, it is. It is beautiful. It really, it really is. It, it just, honestly, out of all the, the countries, Amsterdam was, I think, going there from a perspective um, growing up in the U.S. that it was the most underrated city out of out of all of them. Yeah, um, I do find that a lot. Yeah, so a lot, I mean, a lot of people, it, it, you ask people here, not, not the younger, it's more of the older generation. And they have a lot of stigmas against it, um, where it's like, you know, dirty and the laws are really loose and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And you get there and it's like absolutely beautiful. Like just the, I mean. The cobbled streets. Yeah, just the the architecture, the, the people are just so nice. Yeah, it was honestly, it was a lot different than I thought it would be in a, in a positive way. Yeah, definitely one of, definitely one of my top places I want to go back to. I can't I can't remember a day where when I was younger it, it wasn't like okay now this is what I want to do it was just always yeah. there exactly yeah and then it's like you find your way to put you know your unique spin on it yeah it's like then you find a way throughout the years to just translate your essence yep and express it 
this this kind of leads perfectly into my next question because you know you're you're coming back from Europe. You feel very much aligned with like the way of life and the relationship to food and I'm like how do these aspects translate into granola because like I love granola but it just seems like yes. worlds away from like you know Eurocentric laissez-faire like this vision you conjured up yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny so um when I was basically when I was traveling out there um when I was going on on all these trips I wanted a snack originally um that would boost my energy so not I mean I didn't always have access to Italian espresso. I wish I did. <laughs> but when I didn't and I was on these trips, you know, I would have these granolas or, you know, fruit and nut bars that, you know, say, you know, will give you energy, blah, blah, blah. And just didn't feel anything. You know, half of them, you feel like you're eating air. Yeah. Really. Um, and so I was like, this is not, this is not doing it for me. Um, I had 20 plus supplements in my duffel bag, my backpack. Oh, like my God. Every, every trip I went, I mean, that's just who I was. It's just how I grew up. Um, and so it, it just kind of, there was there was definitely a gap, and I realized that. And, you know, I wanted something that was super fast, super easy, um, that I didn't have to shake. So, no, you know, protein shakes. Um, there's a lot of powders, powdered supplements you could buy um, that you have to toss and, and shake. And I wanted to I wanted to basically combine all those benefits that I was getting from taking my supplements into just a really quick, fast, delicious, uh, real whole food form in form of obviously a snack. And so when I was out there, I was like, all right, like I'm gonna you know when I get back, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this. And so it's definitely I see what you're saying. Like it's it's definitely different because I was I was cooking out there a lot too. I love to cook, um, just authentic Italian food, and um, but at the same time, the the pain point that I saw, you know, was in the the, the snack industry, food and bev industry, um, specifically, and so that that really that was kind of like a, a big motivator coming back, and um, I grew up eating granola my dad would would make granola a lot growing up and so it definitely it felt homey to me um and i I, and i knew it was something that people already you know knew um loved trusted it was just you know it's kind of it's a household name but i wanted to put a a unique twist on it pretty much to, to combine a unique twist onto something that you know people were already very familiar with and something that I just kind of grew up on and, and something that resonated with me. But I would say that, I mean, the granola is our, is, will be one of many um, products that I plan to come out with. So it's definitely, I wouldn't call ourselves like a granola brand. We're more of a wellness brand because that's, I mean, once again, this is just like the tip of the iceberg. I have a whole, you know, plethora of product lines that I want to come out with. Okay, cool. You can't, can you speak to any of them right now? Um, <laughs> not, not the ingredients specifically. I mean, the next one that I, I'm thinking about coming out with is just, um, which they, they've been gaining more popularity. It's also something that I grew up eating when I was, when I was a kid, um, is fruit and nut or not necessarily fruit, but, um, kind of like date and, uh, and cashew. Oh, yeah. Yeah something like that. Um, but 
obviously putting my unique twist on it, so just making it 100% clean, minimal ingredients. Yeah, I won't give too much more, but just just putting a, a, a very unique twist on it, so. Yeah, I mean, like, we are constantly stocked up here on, like, they make loaves like that as well. Oh, really? Yeah, um, and we have the, it's a fig and walnut and then date and cashew. I have, like, a whole pantry stuff with, like, all of these, like, adaptions and herbs. I'm like, okay, like... You know, just like sprinkle this and that here, but I'm excited to see what you do with that. Yeah, so I mean, and it doesn't, that's the thing, I mean, you could you could really morph something traditional into something really, really modern. You just have to get creative with it, so it's not like, you don't always necessarily have to reinvent the wheel. You just, you know, have to take something that's that works and, you know, just make it a lot better. Yeah, I love that you've just taken granola. It's like something that is yours, but it's like this, this vessel that is just going to actually make people feel energized and give them energy and they're not eating like air as you said or just yeah. complete sugar but you know it's still you know you hear of pearl and that they use it like great for the skin it's great to ingest but people are still you know raising their eyebrows like what what it's one of the only adaptogenic oceanic things and it's just like even here you can't even really buy it or source it like online and why is that? I have no idea. It is so hard to find. One of the brands, Dragon Herbs, they have oh, a yeah. really good product with that, but it's very limited here. And so most most of the things, most of the wellness products, I find that people resonate with here. There are some brands that are just just kind of cropping up here and there, but most of the time you're still having to like outsource everything from the U.S. or um, you know, say from Japan or China. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the pearl comes from China. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's, it's one of, I mean, that specifically, it's one of those ingredients that is very difficult to find. It took us a while to, to find a, a supplier for that. Um, dra- I'm actually familiar with dragon herbs too. That's, that's where I used to, uh, used to order it from just for personal use. Oh yeah. I love them. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're great. And they have, I mean, they have a lot of ingredients that you typically won't see anywhere else, but yeah, no, a lot of those ingredients, um, pearl, and I feel like pearl still on the, on the come up it's, it's gained a little bit of popularity, but I feel like it's definitely still in like its infancy stage. Yeah. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's one of those functional ingredients that are really going to, it's really going to pop off sooner or later. I, it's, it's funny because it has such a just interest, interesting, I say stigma around it just because it's, I mean, it's, it's made from actual pearls. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's very, it's very, it's very interesting to me. post Italy and like you've thrown your whole, whole dorm kitchen into like a disarray of adaptogens like herbs yeah. and, and granola like, what what are your friends saying are people really like are they curious do they want to try it yeah that, that yeah it's so funny you say that so I um so I ordered probably 50 50 to 60 different uh powdered supplements oh my what? that I was testing with and so obviously, I mean, a lot of those supplements, you know, you, you have to you have to weigh out. I mean, you know, you're using like 10, 20, 50, 100 milligrams. You have to you have to weigh them. Yeah. And um, so I had all these powders out, and I I would be in my in my room with you know mounds of like white powder on my desk with scales, 
at my roommates for the longest, or not for the longest time, but like thought I was this big drug dealer. And they'd come in and they'd see all these powders and like scales and everything. And they're like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Like, it, it was actually like we joked about it for a little bit. And I like, I just joked with them, but it was, it was really funny. They, they all were like, this, this guy looks like some like mad scientist, like in his room with all these powders. They were like kind of sketched out like originally because they had no idea what I was doing. Um, so yeah, it it was funny. I mean, they were they were my taste testers, um, you know, for over a year, year and a half. So I would just be making this stuff late nights, early mornings, just making literally just hundreds of batches of of, of Loom at the time, and um, would just you know make a new batch and be like, guys, like come try this. What do you think? And um, I mean, we had a had a lot of a lot of mistakes. The the lavender. Uh, vanilla, oh, granola. Lavender so started... strong. Yeah, it's super strong. When like when I that took a while to perfect that because when I first started working with that, it, it tasted like a can like a candle. Yeah, like a lavender candle. And they were like, they're like, man, I don't know what like, you I did, but yeah, they're like, I don't know if this is the right path for you, man. Like. <laughs> This is just not, this is not good. And I'm like, I was like, just give me some time. I was like, I'll, 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 I'll make it happen. I'll perfect it. And then soon enough, I, I was able to get it to a point where, you know, you taste it. It's subtle, but it's not in your face. And, um, so yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was a funny time. They would, uh, they were always curious. I think they were just always like, what is this, what is this guy doing? Pretty much. Yeah, no, that's really funny you say that. Like, last week or so, yeah, it was last week, I had just gotten the order in, um, all, all of my powders, and, you know, people hear, like, like, the adaptogen mushrooms here, and they're like, magic mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms, like, what are you talking about? And I remember, um, it was, uh, really late at night, and... I was geeking out. Like, I had everything, like, laid out on my table, and I was going through, like, all these recipes, and I got the cops at the door saying someone had broken in downstairs um, by the storage, and the door was open, and they could see everything behind me, just, like, mounds of powder. I'm like, oh, my God. Really? (laughs) I'm like, no, this is not what you think it is. Right? It's like, no, we're just, like, we're just, like, wellness. That's funny as well. But, yeah, like, you're... So, okay, first of all, like, are you, your roommates actually seeing something, like, in their energy levels? Like, do they feel that the ingredients are translating the way you want them to? Like, what feedback yeah, I, are you I, getting? Yeah, totally. So, that actually, one of my current roommates right now, um, he was telling me the other day, he's like, man, he's, so he, he takes it before um, he goes on a run. And so, sometimes what I'll do, like, because they're resealable, so I'll have, you know, a little bit before I work out and a little bit after. Um, but yeah, he just, he just came home the other day. He's like, man, like actually, you know, this was, this, this stuff worked. Like I really, I, I felt it. Um, and so it's always great to hear feedback like that. And, um, especially, I mean, with the fit, so I'm talking about the, the fit, loom fit, um, that has the yerba mate, the oolong tea. Um, so it has some, some natural caffeine in there, just very small amount. So you will feel like a slight, like mental boost in a way, um, but nothing, you know, nothing like coffee to where you're going to get 
jitters and 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 whatnot it's not it's not designed to be like that yeah um but i was yeah i always just feel more clear-headed um little energy boost and actually like i ate something not like i just you know ate a bar filled with 80 calories um i actually feel like you know i'm slightly slightly full and got a little boost and i think it uh I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, it's 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 targeted, it's functional, and what I love is that you actually get to eat. It's not, yeah. I mean, like, everyone's, I love my elixirs and concoctions, but, you know, at the same time, it's, it's so important to chew. It is, yeah, and to eat, and I think that's something a lot of people don't realize. It's like, you can, you can pop all the supplements you want, but if you're not getting real whole food nutrition like you're just gonna that stuff is just gonna go to waste yeah like get those digestive enzymes going it starts in the mall yeah yeah and so you know that's and that was one of the ideas behind this it's like incorporating these these functional um ingredients and supplements into real whole food it just i mean it helps your body absorb the nutrients better um compared if you're just eating a crap diet or not eating much at all and you're just you know taking all these supplements yeah um, so that, yeah, there's, there's multiple facets to the, to the benefits of incorporating this stuff into, into food instead of just taking them. Yeah. So the formulas, like how did you educate yourself on like the adaptogenic and like herbal consti- constituents? Like, cause there's, there's contraindications, the general <laughs> synergy of the ingredients while trying yeah, to make definitely. it taste good. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that was the that was the struggle in the beginning. I mean, cuz the the powders themselves, I mean, they obviously do not taste good when you just have the powder. Yeah. Um, powdered supplements. So, finding out a way to to blend that and, you know, actually make it tasty took took a lot of time. Um, but yeah, honestly, I mean, like I said, I grew up on all that stuff. So, I was taking a lot of those supplements like vitamin vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E. Um, ginger, which is in loom fit. I, my mom would, she would walk around the house literally just chewing on ginger root, like fresh ginger root, um, for digestion. So that was something like me and my sister had as a kid. Um, whenever like we had like an upset stomach or, or something like that, or we were sick, we were just chewing ginger. And so some of those ingredients were just directly correlated from supplements that I was taking growing up. Um, but then on kind of on a, on a more deeper level, I just did a ton of research when I was in school. Um, I mean, pretty much my senior year, like 90% of my time went to just research. And, um, so looked a lot of blends that were out there, how well they were performing. Um, and then kind of spun those off into my own. And made them more potent, more effective. Um, added some ingredients that I really resonated with, like the the pearl, um, the aloe extract, the bamboo extract um, for the glow. And so it was kind of a it was a combination from seeing you know what really worked already, um, but then once again you know taking all the teachings that I had growing up and just and incorporating that into into those blends. Yeah, like, are you working with anyone now with regards? Because I know there's, like, food protocol, safety, mm-hmm. even just sourcing new ingredients. 
Has there, have you expanded on the team? Um, for the ingredients? Yeah. Or just behind um, Loom in general? Yeah, so, I mean, on the ingredient standpoint, so I worked with a couple contractors um, to dial those blends in to make sure that everything was, was really optimal um, and effective. Um, but we don't have an actual, like, team member dedicated to that. That's a lot of, I mean, that's really what I'm passionate about, so I do a lot of that. Um, but we always, you know, we work with these contractors as well to, to make sure that everything is what it should be. Um, we have a social media team member. She's out in New York, um, so she handles a lot of our social media um, and some PR. Um, we have an operations manager. His name's Pat. Um, so he's going to be dealing with our retail partnerships and managing distribution um, as we start getting into stores locally, San Diego, L.A., New York. Um, I'm doing most of, you know, a little bit of everything, wearing all the hats. Um, and then uh, my girlfriend's been, like, a huge help throughout all this, a lot with branding. So she was a big help with a lot of design and, and branding work, um, copywriting, social media reaching out to, to influencers and um, building media lists and, and whatnot. So our team's fairly small right now. We've just been up for about two months, so we're, we're fresh out of the fresh out of the gates. Um, but we're looking to uh, to scale and to expand as, as quick as we can in a you know healthy, organic way. So, and who have you seen it resonate with so far? In terms of like who's 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 what's kind of the organic loom demographic. Um, I would say about 20, so 25 to 45-year-olds women. Our audience is about 80% women, about 20, 20% men um, who are really health conscious. They're aware of, you know, what they're putting into their body. Um, They have a higher amount of disposable income, so they're they're definitely open to spending a bit more on on higher-end products. Um, There's a good example. I don't know if you might have seen it in LA it's called Air One yeah oh my gosh yeah yeah <laughs> so so Air One's Air One's like a perfect example it's like Air One's target audience is our target audience so very similar to that you know you go in there and you you, you see things that you've never seen in your life they're obviously at a very high price point but those people are willing to spend it because they know they're getting something that they can't really find anywhere and is really healthy for them i have something with air one i like i remember the first time i went in there and it just became the bane of my existence i'm like if i go in there i'm gonna come out really nothing in my wallet but like bags and bags filled to the brim with i remember just like going in there for Thanksgiving and just leaving. And I mean, it was the best Thanksgiving ever, but whoa. Oh, I bet. <laughs> just whoa. Probably like $400 later. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. It's insane that the, the prices, but hey, I mean, you, you kind of get what you pay for, you know, you go in there and, and you, you're walking out with, with stuff that's like incredibly healthy for you. So I, I, I really like it. That is, that is a point though, that is pretty controversial because there's a lot of fluff in the wellness industry and it's not there's a lot of people wellness is more so it's not really accessible what it really should be it's like we say wellness but it's really like well-being and that's Mm non-negotiable and do you want to expand further into avenues through which you're say catering towards a greater demographic or like even through educating because say someone 
like your mom and she doesn't know where to turn. Yeah. You know, in times where it, there is actual pain and yep. it's uncomfortable and you really don't have the resources or even like the income to f- yep. seek for further help, are you mm-hmm. looking to maybe expand Lumen that way? Yeah, no, that's a great point. So I definitely want to have a whole range of lower price products that are still effective, still effective, optimal for your nutrition. Um, I think I'll always have those higher, higher tier priced options, just as that's kind of how I, I built the brand. But I'm definitely, definitely open to expanding for some, for some more affordable options that people could get. But at, at the same time, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to scale it to in a way to where we're positioned, you know, in, in retailers like Walmart. That's just never the route that I want to go in. So it's it's always going to have a premium. It's always going to be a premium brand, but I definitely want to come out with with some with some products that you know are more affordable. So people, it's not consistently just targeted towards someone who has you know a lot of money to spend. Um, but that'll come in. That'll that'll come in into time. I also feel it's it's not say even just using the product, but you know we're seeing brands now. It's more about education and if I can offer you the knowledge at least in Mm -hmm. how you could navigate your own your own wellness better then that's also something even when like people just they can't afford the products or eating locally eating seasonally yeah no and I mean I want to build out the the vision I mean I want to build an entire you know wellness community I mean going as, as small as just starting our blog and our YouTube channel and getting some educational content up on there where, you know, like you said, it doesn't matter if you're buying the product or not. You could still come on there for, for free advice, free valuable advice. Um, that could be really beneficial to you. So yeah, it's, it's definitely about building that entire community out, um, and just offering value. And maybe starting like you, you know, DIY back in the kitchen. Yeah. That's still what I, Loveland, because I think the biggest thing I've taken away from it so far is it's something you said that it should it should be fun, like not only nourishing ourselves, but to feel the after effects of of that. Like I feel the power and totality of just what it means to be a whole being and that I can have fun with that. And we should we should be able to own our bodies in that way. So I want to ask, like, how do you make space in your everyday life to just play? Like, how do you play? Yeah, so that's so it's funny. Um, the lab, last podcast I was on, we were we were talking a lot about that, just about balance, life, work, life balance. Um, it's definitely really challenging, um, and you know that was something that I that I realized I was really lacking um, over the past you know year and a half, uh, especially like four to six months ago. Just kind of hit hit a point where I was like. That, you know, this has to this has to change because I mean, when you're when you're starting up and you're in that position, I mean, I had I st- you know had no money, and so it's like you have to. I had to make you know I had to pay the bills, I had to pay rent, so I had to work, you know, thirty plus hours a week just at you know a job like waiting tables. But then you know all that additional time, it's like you want to put into your business, but then at the same time, you don't want your relationships and you know, your people who you really connect with to, to go down the drain. So it's hard to, to kind of, 
it's a balancing act with all of that. But um, I've been trying to, you know, even if it's even if it's just one day a week, if it's on Sundays, um, I like to surf a lot. So I've been trying to get in the water a lot more. Um, yoga. Oh, I love yoga. Yeah. What, yeah, do you, what so, type do you do? Uh, just traditional like vinyasa. I'm just like slowly kind of getting into it. Good vinyasa um, flow. Nothing beats it. Yeah. So pretty. Uh, oh, there's actually which I'm I'm excited to go. So there's this new place in San Diego that opened up. It's called Vibe Flow. So basically, they're the, it's the first concept of its kind in the country. But the whole ground that you do yoga on is they're made up of these vibrating plates, and so. The whole time you're doing, you know, your yoga routine, you have these vibrations going up your body and it releases uh, muscle tension. And so it really helps you get into, you know, this like optimal state of relaxation and um, and just calmness. And so they, they actually, I think they just opened up like like a month ago. Okay, now two, I'm jealous. <laughs> you what? Now I'm jealous. Yeah, right. I'm like you guys. I was like, this is gonna be huge. Like, not there's nothing like it. I actually tried it the other day. We were at a, at a like a demo lifestyle event, and they were there, and um, I was I was really impressed. It, I mean, the, the vibrations go through your entire body. It's pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's like things like that. So surfing, um, yoga, just trying to spend more time with friends, um, uh, with my girlfriend. You know, making time for that and wanting to spend time with her so it's uh yeah it's, it's definitely a balancing act but it's just you know you definitely will hit those those times where it's like sometimes you almost you know sometimes like you just can't have balance like when you're starting up like that you know if you if you, you got to pay rent you got to pay the bills yeah. you know you're trying to make all this happen so sometimes you, you you're gonna lose that a little bit but i think you can't let that slip for too long because then it just, you know, you'll start, you'll, and I started seeing that, you know, just with my health, um, just the physical effects of not having balance and just overworking yourself. is just not healthy. So you got to find time to take a break. Yep. And that's going to reflect in the business that you're trying to start up as well. Yeah. And just not like being on like 20, I mean, it's, it's so hard to not be on 24 seven, just mentally. Oh yeah. That's where I'm you know? just like, I take chaga for that, the chaga mushroom. I don't know uh, if you're familiar with chaga or if you take it, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I don't know what that like. That just zonks me out for the night. I'm like, I That's before it. I go to bed, like chaga king healer. Really? Yeah. I'll have to try that. I was actually looking at that at uh, at Ohm. I think it's Ohm Nutrition. Yep. Is that where you get it from, or somewhere else? No, I source um, superfoods online, put in all, like just dot and all for Han, but. They source from these manufacturers in England. I don't know. They have own, but I can get bigger batches. I you can all, they also come from New Zealand, and right. it's like they're not even say branded. It just says where the manufacturers are, um, where it's sourced from, if it's organic or not. And yeah, I mean, like recently, I've been seeing that Shilajit is also become so much more widely available. Have you heard of Shilajit? Oh, sh- oh yeah, I actually have that. Yes, I'm like I need to get my hands on that. I'm desperate to get my hands on that. Wait, you're talking. It's I. I don't know if I pronounce it. I usually say like Shilla. It's Shilaji. I say I say Shilaji. I don't know if I'm saying it right Shilla- or wrong. Yeah, no, no. So I, I definitely know what you're talking about. I actually ordered that um, on Amazon like four or five months ago, and it actually so it came in this little glass container. It's actual. It's a resin. 
So it's it's the real deal. It's not a powder. It's like the it's in its purest form. So you take like a a little like drop of this resin and you mix it in water, and it's supposed to have you know incredible health benefits. Yeah, it's like something like eighty something minerals in it, and yeah, it's insane. It's from the Himalayas. Yep. Pretty sure it's sourced from from the Himalayas. I mean, did you feel anything? No, to be honest, I wasn't as strict as I should have been with it. I was taking it like twice a week, like whenever yeah. you know, I'd just be like, "Oh, let me take some of this and mix it in my water," just for like a healthy like afternoon drink. But I wasn't like regimented with it, which I should have been. I, I'll, you know, what? I'm gonna <laughs> tomorrow. I'm gonna start back up on that. Yeah. I'll be sure to follow up. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm curious because I'm pretty sure Dragon Herbs used to have that as well. Yeah, but I've heard a lot of positive feedback on that so but, great uh, stocking yeah. stuffer too Chilly. yeah right <laughs> it is it totally is people thinking it's coal they de- oh yeah if you get the powder it's like what do you keep like was i bad what did i do <laughs> i could hear of a time in your life where it was guts versus logic and you went with your gut i think one of the biggest ones is right when i graduated school i was in san diego and I had, I was, I was doing, finishing out summer school at the time. I had like a few weeks left of school. We were getting kicked out of my, the house that we were in, just the lease was up. I didn't have a place to live. I didn't have a car. And I knew my gut was telling me that I needed to stay and start, you know, go on this, on this journey and this path, you know, starting Loom at the time. Because this, I mean, all this went back till, you know, this has been like two years in the works. And so I knew I was like, this is where I need to be. Like, everything else was telling me, like, go home. You know, you can move back home. Like, it's safe. You can, you know, you can find a job in the city, um, move back, save a bunch of money and, and all that, which sounded logically good. But my gut was telling me, like, stay here and figure it out. And that was probably one of the strongest, like, gut feelings that I've had in my life. Um, even before that, just coming to college out here. Um, but I think... I think it was right when I graduated, like having just, you know, the odds against you and then uh, just, you know, listening, listening to your gut, like you're saying, and and going with that, even though it could, you know, you could, there's an easier path to take. But I think uh, my gut was telling me, it's like, you just gotta, just gotta go for it and figure it out. And so now we're, we're here. So I think my gut led me in the right direction. Oh yeah, it did. So what about you? I don't know. I remember the kid kind of realizing that whatever you know as a kid you know the only things you really really want are like you know what's what are the new toys or what do I want to like eat next or what are the kids at school raving on about and for me or like horseback riding lessons or like rock climbing lessons and I kind of realized I think it was like around the age of like five or six I'm like there is a formula to this if I want something um then I just have to listen to my gut and really put my intention into it. But, like, yeah. I, the, these thoughts were not, like, going on. Like, the, I just realized usually three to four weeks will go by, and I'm like, I know I'll have it by the end of, like, the month. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, it was very on a very uh, uh, corporeal level back then. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and then throughout my life, it's just always been go with your gut. Um, yeah. Choosing high schools, uh not choosing to finish high school, going out to Los Angeles, like, 
I don't, I don't know, like every single turn, it was always like, what's your gut saying? And just right. do it. No, it's good. And it's, it's definitely, it's, uh, it's easier said than done. Cause a lot of times, you know, it's your psychology could be conflicting with that. So I think being self-aware really helps. You know, not, not many people have that connection with their gut. There's just so much noise. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. And if you're experiencing like, I'd say most people these days an imbalanced microbiome, like that connection on a physical level, it's just, it's not even there. Yeah. That's interesting. Do you, do you follow any like specific, um, like dieting regimens to, to help enhance that your, your microbiome? Uh, I love, um, everyone thinks I'm so weird, but I, I'm obsessed with peanut butter sweet potato, bananas, and seaweed. Okay. <laughs> seaweid? I didn't expect that one. Uh, there's this amazing banana bread recipe, and I just add so much seaweed to that. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, the it's resistant starches. I love yep. looking at mesquite and, like, root starches, um, like yakon. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, just really... Feeding like the gut bacteria. I love miso. Um, you know, I have I have so much algae, like seaweed left and right. Um, uh, going back to granola, I have a very complicated recipe of just root veggies that I make into granola. It, it takes a long time, so I've only made it twice, but it's so good. Um, Based? Huh? It's, so you said it's veggie based? Yeah, they're just they're just all root veggies. Ah, that's interesting. Um, and then people, I don't, they're just really not aware that a lot of raw foods just, a lot of the guts can't take it these days. And people think a salad is healthy, but it's it's truly like, you know, it could be the worst thing for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, the dressing in itself, you know, 40 grams of sugar in a tablespoon, it's insane. Yeah. And it's even like, can your gut, actually take on all this like raw food as well right. maybe you need to be cooking it and steaming it and don't like cook it to the point where all the nutrients is all of it like make sure you use the water it was cooked in because yeah. all the goodness that it, it's still in the water so you know use that right. water i literally only eat cooked and steamed uh foods because it's just so much more easier to digest like a, like okra chia just slimy foods as well Obviously, so many mushrooms. Yeah, and it's like, just have fun. Yeah. I think that's like... That's what it comes down to at the end, right? Yeah. You gotta just love what you do. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you're in pain and you have serious issues, that's, that's, you know, that's hard then. But if you get back to that point of just being comfortable and actually like feeling at home in your own body, that's the most important part. Mm-hmm. I like that feeling at home in your own body. Yeah, you just want to feel safe. That's a good one. It is, and I, I think it's it's really hard for people to feel like that just within their own diet, just because they, you know, a lot of people just don't know. Yeah, and it goes back to human connection as well. I really feel that touching other people it helps, like the flora in your gut, like the microbiome, because mm. it's your root existence. Like you started there you come from there and you know you're as you are like birthed through like the birth canal i know there's so many c-sections there's just so many 
complications these days with births as well, but what you pick up in that process for your microbium in the first two years of life as well, and lactobacilli, all these things that go into it, being around people, I truly feel that that is such an important part in enhancing gut microbiome. Yeah. That could be a that could be a blog article right there. That's <laughs> I think that would resonate with a lot of people. It's it's like don't fret so much about what's on your plate all the time. Like, go out and have fun with friends. <laughs> yeah, right. Balance. Yeah. All about balance. It, it really is. And then when you, I feel like personally, I mean, and probably for a lot of people, it's like when you go out and you do those things, it it brings you back to reality. Yeah. Into what what really matters. Like, it's like, all right, I'm going through all this right now. I'm stressed, whatnot, but these are the, you know, this connection, this time right now, like being present, like this is this is what it's about. So yeah. just brings it back to reality. You just got to stay grounded. This was Gaga for Granola with Travis Pied. Refer to the show notes to further get to know our guest. Share your thoughts and show us some love by subscribing. Or get in touch to be featured on the podcast. Released every other Monday. Thanks for lending us an ear. Passing on the mic.